0: Well, thank you so much. I, uh, this is a real privilege for me. I really enjoyed my time with you here. Thank you for being uh, my, um, my family in America. And I think that uh, it would be very difficult to be so long here if you wouldn't have a family. Amen. Really. It's too long. I, uh, uh, I miss my wife. I miss my, uh, my kids, uh, Tamara, Luca, and Naomi. And uh, I have now a birthday. And yesterday somebody called me to congratulate me birthday and my goodness I forgot I forgot that it's my birthday and they told me I'm 48 and for a moment I thought my goodness am I old and then I, I compared I compared with eternity my goodness am I young <laughs> I'm on the very beginning <laughs> So, uh, thank you very much. I, I, I really enjoyed my time here in, uh, in the States. I, I spent time here, I spent time all over the place uh, uh, in your big country. My goodness, your country is so big. I mean, you must fly around to visit your country. In Macedonia, you might be, get, a, get a bicycle, and for a couple of days, you are all, already everywhere. And. Um, I enjoyed my, 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 my time with Rick. I really spent uh, some days with him, traveling around in Georgia, Virginia, and in other places. And uh, I, uh, I enjoyed being with uh, Tangalakis. You know, it's a miracle. I mean, they are Greeks and I am a Macedonian. Whoever doesn't know the politics in the <laughs> Balkans, you know it's a miracle when we hug each other, you know. <laughs> And then, also, with the Harrises, I spend time with the Harrises, and they have a wonderful cat. You must meet that cat. I mean something special with this cat is the name corporate It's interesting, and it's so big it's like a it's like a tiger. <laughs> they feed that cat very much, very well, actually, you know and uh I enjoyed my time with the students, yes uh the only thing that uh, you know, I had a little bit difficulties is to wake up in the morning so so early, five o'clock to be able to get ready and to come here on seven thirty. Yes, seven, yeah, seven thirty. And um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time with friends. I haven't seen friends for ten years all over the place in America. So when they found out that I come, so they would invite me come over and come over and come over. So uh, 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 I had a wonderful time in California visiting uh, friends um, in uh, Arizona, a Macedonian family. Their parents became Christians, so they're coming to our church in Skopje. And then in, in Texas, and these people from Texas are very different. They, they say that Texas is not a state. What is it? It's a country, they say. Yeah, who, who said yeah? <laughs> Maybe some people from here are from Texas. And um, I uh, was very much blessed by um, by people where, which which I met. Uh, I've met some some, some friends in the, in the northwest. Yes, northwest. That's the part. Uh, uh, Seattle and that's the northwest. And it was very interesting. There was some some guy came to me and he said, "Hey, how did you come to the northwest?" And the only thing that came to my mind was, with Southwest <laughs> Oh boy Well, I was flying and I really came with Southwest So, I mean, that's how I came there I, uh, uh, I spoke with my kids uh, a couple of times on, well, more than a couple of times on Skype and uh, I really look forward to seeing them. Tamara, she is 14. And you know when Daddy comes, and uh, they expect from Daddy things. So um, I see my brother here. He has an I- iPad. And uh, I got one during my stay in Texas, and my daughter saw that. And I asked her, what do you want me to buy? Nothing, Daddy, nothing. You already have it. <laughs> <laughs> And then Naomi, she is fighting her way through to the camera. Daddy, daddy, buy me something. She's four. What do you want? I want makeup. (laughs) Why would you like makeup? She said, I am going to kindergarten and I cannot go like this. (laughs) And then Luca comes, he's six. And he says, daddy, buy me also some stuff. What do you want to have? I told him, you have two things you can ask for. And he said, the first thing is, I want to have 10 cars. You know, those small cars. What is the second thing? One more car. (laughs) (laughs) He really likes cars. So, on Friday, I'm going to see them. And I I really enjoy it. I I would really enjoy to see them. I, um... I would like to share something, and uh, I just hope that um, in, case, in case I have problems with time, can you, can you help me? Just give me signs, and I will wonder okay. what those signs mean, okay? <laughs> okay. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed my time with, um, with thank you, with Ron. Uh, we had a coffee together, no, we ate together and had a coffee after that. Yes, and we really enjoyed And there are many things that are in common Yes Well, Jesus is one of those things Short hair. <laughs> Short hair Yes, we like hair like this You know, because we It's very cheap to To handle our hair, isn't it? Yes, that's right um, <laughs> Wow Thank you so much again I will remember your faces, but not your names. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. Um, I would like us to open um, First John, second chapter, verse three. This is so an important verse, and I think that we are all in a journey where we are. Knowing more and more about Jesus and Jesus Himself, not only informations but him personally. And it's very interesting what uh, John, Apostle John, says here. He says, By this we know that we have to that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Very simple. But very, very strong. And it's very interesting that he mentions here twice the same word, to know him. To know that we know, that we know him. It is so important to have this assurance in our heart that we know the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's very interesting that in the time when Apostle John wrote this, you know, it was, it was a, a difficult time for the church because they had, they had some strange teachings going on. And, uh, and it's very interesting that even today, in some churches, it's going the same thing uh, on. And uh, it's about Gnosis, it's about knowledge. The country where I come from is, uh, 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 the, the mostly, most of the people are Orthodox Christians. And the priesthood has such a power over the people because they have the knowledge. The people don't need to read the Bible. The people don't need to, 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 to dig into the word of God to find out what God says. Because the priesthood has the knowledge. And then what is the result? The result is abuse. The result is you uh, 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 to manipulate. And that's why people who don't have the word of God and trust their priests can be so easily misled. And it is very interesting when you speak to people who are from orthodox countries. And for the first time they hear what God says. If you share the truth with them. They have never had the opportunity to know Him. And Apostle John says in the word, By this we know. By this we gnosis that we have come to gnosis Him if we keep His commandments. John is trying to tell to his brothers and sisters that there is a way how we can know Jesus. And there is a way how we can know that we know Jesus. And that is by keeping His commandments. During our classes, uh, Rick asked us, okay, what comes to your mind when you hear about the law, about commandments, okay? And, you know, Moses, the Old Testament. But it's interesting when we read about John here, he has a totally different picture about commandments. It's not the secret knowledge where at that time they would say, what is important is important only your spirituality. Only your spiritual experiences. But what you are doing with your body doesn't really matter. Which is a heresy. Because at that time there was this teaching that Jesus was only spiritually present. Not in his bodily form. And that's why John makes such a strong emphasis that Jesus became flesh. Jesus became one of us. And in the flesh, he was doing good. And he is expecting us to follow his steps, says Peter. That we should live our life just like Jesus lived his life. And we need to have this balance of spirituality and our life in the flesh. Actually, our life in the flesh is a proof that we know him. People, people are, at least in Macedonia, they, 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 they want to see Jesus. Not only to hear Jesus. And the only way to see Him is if they look at us. And I think that in the past, even I have made mistakes. When I was so uh, eager to tell the people the truth, even to my sister. And instead of showing love, i was only throwing bible verses to her and to others and once she grabbed one how you call this where you smoke and you put the uh, ashtray it, it was a very very heavy one and she tried to hit me with the ashtray and i escaped and then i i shut up okay that was it that was the result of my witness okay. and a couple of years later she calls me because she went to Australia she calls me and she said Sasha can you forgive me can you tell me some Christians in Australia that I, so I can go to church and a couple of months later she receives Jesus well I think that uh, our gnosis should need not be misused you know but rather that it should turn into flesh in our everyday life so we can minister to the people and also and also in romans 12 where it says that we should that that we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice what does that mean well it means our way of life Our way of life nobody expects us you know to be killed on a uh, how you call this Uh, like in the Old Testament where they would put the animals you know on the altar that's right thank you very much help me please with my English my English is not so good (laughs) thank you so the altar today is our way of life and we need to live our life in a way that is pleasant to him and that is attractive to people. Yes. You know, and if he... How, how, how this works? What John says here. If he is our Lord, then our will will be under his will. If he is our Lord. Because in that time, Lord is somebody who owns the servants. It, he is somebody who owns the slaves. The slaves and the servants are not, do not belong to themselves. They belong to their Lord. And when we hear the word Lord, it means that we belong to Him. And when our will is under His will, then we can be assured. When we live the way He, he really expects us to live, we can be sure that we know Him. And I believe it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. And I think we all grow, whether you are one day in Christ or whether you know Him 20 years, we are still growing and we are still learning how to live for Jesus. And our attitude needs to change. You know, Very often we see things, we make conclusions, and then later we repent. A changed life speaks about knowledge of Christ. You know, um, if we know Him, and if He is our Lord, then we The the result would be that we are obedient to him. We walk under his leadership. We walk under his lordship. As he walked. As he walked. Because Jesus was under his father. The only thing he wanted to do is to do his father's will. Okay? And if we are supposed to to go... To be under the lordship of Jesus. Our desire would be to do what Jesus did. To live the way he lived. And then we function under his character. We are looking more and more like him. And when people look at us. They look something different. They see something different. And if they see something different. They will start to desire what we have. Not what we say, but what we have. In Act in Acts two thirty six. You know the situation when 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 Paul when Peter was preaching, uh, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, and they start speaking in different languages. And then Peter says something very very interesting. He uh, 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 let me see Acts. Okay. Acts two thirty six. Yes, it says like this. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. Listen to the to the what he says first. Jesus is Lord. And then he is Christ. For Peter, this is very important because in, in the epistles that Peter wrote, the second Peter, the first chapter, the second chapter, the third chapter, he repeats, he repeats this again that Christ is, that Jesus is Lord and the Messiah. He is first Lord and then he is Messiah. You know, sometimes we like to be considered saved, but we don't like to live the way the Lord expects us to live we want to go our own way we want to be our own Lords and that doesn't really work you know under his lordship to be is to meet ourselves because he is our king he is our owner he is our leader he is our father submission to our head obedience always follows salvation Do you remember when you received Jesus? Well, I do. When I received Jesus, the only thing I I wanted is to find out what he expects from me. I want to do something because I love him, not because I have to do it. We can know that we know him if we obey. You know, in my country, in the Orthodox Church, you need to be baptized. And if you are baptized, you become a Christian. If you say certain prayers, you are considered a Christian. If you do certain things, you are a Christian. You know what? In my life, I have been going to church seven years. I met Jesus in Germany. And I was attending that, uh, that church. It was, a, it was a ministry done by, by Teen Challenge. And it was interesting. I liked these people because these people were happy and they had problems like everybody else but they lived differently so I started to see them more and more often I even was singing with them sometimes in the front I learned how to pray I read my Bible, didn't understand much and you know what? Uh, after a while I was sick and tired of acting seven years I used to go to church and I did not know him I was doing everything everybody did but I did not know him and then you know when you when you are tired of acting you come to a decision to make you know to make a decision either you will be or you you will accept him as Lord and Savior or you will go away and I remember very clearly this evangelist or he was he was actually a missionary from Brazil I am listening the message and we were in that room about hundred hundred and fifty people and he he gave a very clear a gospel presentation and it's very interesting what he did is I've never seen this he tried to how you call this um, when he said about salvation okay he didn't ask anyone to come to the front he said if you are really considering receiving Christ sit where you are and when the, the service is over then I will know okay he will see and I was alone there I was so ashamed and afraid and uh, and I tried I tried to leave the place and my cousin, she was sitting beside me when she saw my face, she smiled. "Oh, you are going to to stay, yes Well, you know, I tried, it didn't work, so I stayed. I was the only one. And Then that guy came to the front to, to me, sat down, and in German language, because I, I, I knew German language, he said to me, "Why are you here?" And I said, "Well, I explained to him what was going on. I, ex- I, I understood everything what he said. I, I believe I was a sinner and I believed I should repent and I believe I should ask Jesus into my heart. You know what he said? You know, young man, you go home and you think twice what you're doing. Oh my goodness. Evangelists usually don't do that. They want numbers. Well, I said, I am not leaving this place. Because I thought if I leave that place i 'll die, and it 's too late, so he smiled and he said, "Okay, can we pray?" And I said, "Only you and me here in this room yes i don 't trust you. I have some relatives outside. Can you ask them to come in?" So he asked my uncle to come in and my and my and my cousin, and then we prayed, and I received Jesus that day and uh, Something strange happened to me, but I knew, I knew that Jesus is in my life, and I wanted to do things, because I loved him. In, um, let me see, where am I? Yes, it is very interesting, when we receive Jesus, it's it's not an agreement. We agree with him, you know, but it's something much, much deeper it's knowledge the way you know your wife because that word is being used to know your wife god expects us to know him in a very deep way and since wives are not easy to know you need your whole life yes we need our whole life to know him and it's a process and um, in john you know what does it, this mean? What does it mean to keep His commands? In 1 John three twenty three, John is explaining us what that means. And it says like this. <clears throat> he says, this is His commandment, that we believe in His name, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us. Faith and love. These are His commandments. To trust Him. To believe in Him. Okay? And to love one another. Believing and loving. This is not difficult. Believing and loving. Not the Ten Commandments. But this. To believe and to love. What to believe? To believe that He is the Messiah. That He is the only one. That can save us there's no other name under heaven given to us that we must be saved i love this word must to have faith and to love this is obedience to believe in him and to love one another you know we have a lot of opportunity to love one another especially when we are in church you know And you you know when our love is tested, when we love people who are not being easy to to love. It's very easy to like people, to love people that you like. You know? But it's not so easy to love people that you don't like. And I think is I believe that this is what God is doing with us. He is enabling us to love people that we don't would like. You know, And then we know that we know Him by keeping His command. We are able to love others. You know, often I would say, Jesus, help me. This and this person is very difficult to love. And I really don't like him. But the good thing is, you know, His grace is so big. He gives me strength to love people who don't like me, <coughs> you know one of the greatest commandments that uh, we can read in the Old Test in the New Testament in Matthew twenty two, twenty seven. Matthew twenty two twenty seven. It says. Um, <coughs> excuse me 37 and he said to him you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your, your your mind this is the this is the great and foremost commandment the second is like it it's interesting he puts this on the same level you know and that is what what, what is the second That is like it You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's very interesting. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you know how the story goes later when when Jesus tells the story about the Samaritan. Okay, We like our neighbors or we we love our neighbors that, that we like. But Jesus makes the point that everyone is our neighbor in this story it was a Samaritan that was not very liked by the Jewish people you know it's not very difficult to think of people groups of uh, 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 refugees of illegal immigrants what are they to us they are our neighbors they are our neighbors what should we do to them Love them. Love them. Some of you want to go to missions. That's great. You have an enormous mission field in your country. Go and do missions. Amen. At the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus commands his disciples, go in all the world and make disciples. And teach them What? everything to what to obey to obey because that's the way they will know that they know him if they keep his commandments when I was naked you gave me clothes when I was in prison you visited me when I was hungry You gave me to eat. Well, that's the way how we can obey. If we love each other and show that love in practical ways. I don't want to take much of your time, you know. But the thing is, you know, that um, some of us are struggling if you really know him the way he would like to know him. And it is a very easy test if we know him, if you obey his commands, to love him with all our mind, with all our heart, with all our soul, and to love our neighbor the way he loves us. And you know what? You have tremendous opportunity in Christiansburg. You can turn this place upside down. He will give you ways how to do it. I don't know. Your culture is different than my culture. I go out on the street and I can sit and drink coffee and all my appointments can wait till tomorrow. That doesn't work here. You know. But God will show you ways. Where you work, where you study, when you go out, where you do your, how you call this, when you run in, in, in a room. Workout, yes, that's right. The place where you work out He will find ways, if we would just listen to him a little bit better, he will find ways how we can show people Jesus. Because people need the Lord. And very often we think they don't need him. They don't want him. They do want him. But they don't want religion. They don't want, they are sick and tired of religion. You know? They think we are hypocrites. That's what they think of us. And I think it is up to us to tell them that we used to be hypocrites. We used to be hypocrites. But then we met him. And now we know that we know him because we keep, and we want to keep his commandments to love each other and love him. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ron, for this wonderful opportunity.
1: Thank you. We're going to pray over Sasha. Uh, in just a minute, you can sit. But we're I didn't gonna... see this much. Yeah, there you see, there's a clock. You had no idea. Am I, am I late? No, you're just on time. Okay. You're perfect. Yeah, no, you're five. <laughs> there's, you. there's really not much of a late in the dwelling place. We, <laughs> we don't you so do late much. much. I do think there's a place to respond to this word, though, and I want to just give you an opportunity. You can sit, and then we'll get you back up in a second. I'm just going to let you rest. And I don't see BJ hasn't quite made it back yet, but... Um, you made me think of a few things. I'm reminded of what um, Jesus said in Luke 6:46, 46, um, when he was given instruction about loving your enemies and not judging others. and um, And then he busts into a really stern rebuke because he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you don't keep my commandments. But the irony is the precursor to that passage isn't a list of even the Ten Commandments. And no one here is trying to diminish the necessity of holy living at all. We know that that's a grace thing. But really, it's just that Jesus was talking about his primary objective for us in terms of obedience, which is obviously loving one another. Um, I had a bit of a, I don't know, this weekend, just maybe the last couple of weeks trying to live live it out. And you and I had a good chat about this even at Cracker Barrel. But it, sometimes the way that we try to love people can be overwhelming and can be to appointment based and that kind of thing. And so I was probably kind of um, trending toward uh, fatigue and maybe that makes me want to be isolated, which is never God for me. Uh, there's a place certainly to, to rest and to find that place of peace with him. We need to be sure that we're coming out of a place of, of connection with God in order to be effective in our connections with people. We know that that's true. but But then as I was just spending some time with God, Mitch, the Lord just reminded me and I put this on Facebook, but that you can't give people Jesus without giving people you. And uh, he certainly didn't hold himself back. And he's given us a command to, to be in the world, but not of it. And But then also we understand that the word did become flesh and literally dwelled and dwells among us. And I was reminded of a story from a church camp that I spoke at a couple of years ago in Arkansas my... Um, cousin was sharing with me something that we'd experienced together probably a decade ago when we were both counseling a kids camp because you know when your kids are little you counsel kids camp. so when Isaac and Jacob were middle schoolers or whatever and uh, my cousin Bill was a counselor and he shared about um, it was a lot of kids there probably 550 kids and you got someone up front that's Leading just the k- crazy kind of worship, probably some audio a like we were listening to this morning and and you know songs like that, I want to be your hands and feet, and they got like all kinds of signals and signs to it, and he had sort of a hodgepodge group of kids, usually they send you to counsel the kids that you brought, but we brought extra counselors, so they put like this groups of churches that maybe had one kid or two kids, so they wouldn 't have a counselor, so they put all these kids together on his team who had no former relationship and and he discovered pretty quickly who had a pretty um, yeah, they were invitees from very various and different difficult home situations. So these kids didn't know any of these songs. They had no, you know, they hadn't been involved in kids' church or anything like that. So they didn't know any of the songs, and they always wanted to sit at the very back, so they couldn't see. I mean, they're little guys, and they couldn't see up to the front. And uh, but he wanted them to participate, you know, in worship, and he was trying to get them to move toward the front and that kind of thing so they could see. But he said that he noticed uh, during like the second night that they were there. You know, they do the songs in the morning. They do them at night. They do them in the morning, and the night. And he said this was probably the third or fourth set of getting to do these songs. And the whole time the kids had been distracted. They were climbing on chairs. They weren't, you know, very attentive. And but now he he just kept doing the the motions to the songs himself. You know, because he was grown and could see. And so he's. But he said like that fourth night, he noticed that pretty much all the kids were doing the motions, and they were being very participatory. But the irony was they were still at the back, and they couldn't see the front. So they couldn't see the persons that were doing the motions or anything. And he said he noticed they were all doing the motions, but instead of looking toward the front, they were all looking toward him. And uh, he said it just really spoke to him that there's a grand opportunity. It started with him being willing to love them. I mean, you know, these were his little posse. And so, you know, after a couple of days of just loving on them and walking with them and helping them find their socks or, you know, whatever... Whatever you do in your counseling kids camp, but then by that, as they walked their way through the week, they were they were seeing Jesus. But the way that they were seeing Jesus was that they were seeing Him. And um, you know, and you even made reference to the fact I do love missions and over the ocean missions and being able to participate in that. But this week was a great week of uh, being hands and feet. Uh, again, as was in the song that we listened to earlier, I want to be your hands, I want to be your feet, I'll go where you send me and you know we don't get sent out once a year or once in a lifetime when we get to go over the ocean or two or three times a year whatever that that might look like but into our world every day great word just a really great word and spot on spot on and we are on mission i want sometimes just to drop the s and be careful not to say missions because that that sort of takes us immediately and directly to consideration of a program, a very good program, a very viable program. But missions, is, it is an organized effort to be on mission. And the reality is, pardon all the cliche here, but these are good true words that we need a missional lifestyle of learning to live in who he is and living out that love in our world. So and that's our prayer, right? Right here in Dwelling Place, isn't that our prayer? Come on, isn't that it? I mean, we don't want to just come together and have cool worship together, do we? Do we? I mean, is that is that, do we want to be able to say, man, it's great at the dwelling place, or do we want to go out and be the body of Christ? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm really hoping that it's the second. I'm hoping that our heart is that this is a place where we come together as family and we learn and grow, but this is, we live out our faith, sure, in the context of community, but ultimately in our world, in our world. God, let that be true. Let that be true. Lord, let that be true. Father, I just pray today that you would help us recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ and not to cry, Lord, Lord, and not keep the commandments, especially and specifically to not be hating on our enemies, but rather to love them. Lord, especially and specifically, not to put judgments on one another, but to show grace and mercy, and especially, Lord, to be identified by the way that we love you and love our neighbor, even as ourselves, Lord. as Sasha's given us a great word today, and Lord, I know that the response to this word uh, is outside the doors of this church. This is one of those um, take-it-with-you words, uh, Lord, and And so right now, I pray this. I pray right now, as we sit here, you help us consider and remember who in our world this week we should be loving. God, again, challenge us to make a to-do list with people's names on it. And let us live intentionally the love that you put in us. God, I pray you would take our eyes off of us and put our eyes on you and on our neighbor. And God, as we walk in continued uh, healing and restoration, Uh, let us not be identified by our illness, but rather uh, identified by the love that we've experienced in you that has brought us wholeness. Let us be identified by that as sons and daughters who go out and as, again, Sasha referenced, Lord, what you said in Matthew, Lord, that we would go into all the world and love recklessly and without reserve, uh, that everything that you've commanded us, we'd live that out and we would even reproduce that in the lives of those that we see enough god give us the grace for that give us the grace for that i'm just taking a couple of minutes here i want you to be thinking i need you maybe to close your eyes if you have to or maybe you need a pencil in your hand but i'm asking the lord to remind us of our assignments to love people this week you got people in your home so think about those faces I want you to think about those faces right now the faces the people that you'll interact with um, And God, help us right now to remember that the extras, Lord, as it were, the people that we will see that just are the backdrop for uh, the life, the story that we live, Lord, that they're not extras to you. That the person at the next gas pump isn't just to add uh, human scenery in this story that we live, Lord, in the narrative that is our lives, Lord, that the person that we will interact with at a restaurant or at a, a store or or even at school with our kids or whatever the case may be God our next door neighbors those are not just human uh, background to you they're not just extras but they are central to this story because they are where we live out our lives And those relationships and in that context help us to see real faces right now yeah and send us out on assignment to walk in your love to experience it to lavish it to share it to show it this week in Jesus' name this may be one of the most spiritual quote unquote responses that you'll ever have to a word to go out the house of the Lord today and intentionally live out the love of Christ I believe that that's true talk about a prophetic word the Lord was really speaking to me about how my life was sometimes I lived it like a movie And I I considered all the human background to be like extras in the movie. And no one ever knows their name. They never get any props of importance. And you know what? I don't want to be the star in this show. Huh? Jesus is the star and there are no extras. Everybody's central to the story. Yeah, well, Sasha, will not you step up here? And I'm just going to ask some people to come and pray. If you know Sasha personally, come up here right now. Come up here right now. If you know Sasha personally, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Will you agree with us? Maybe you're not personally acquainted with Sasha, but you're sitting out here today. Can we together pray for him? He'll be going back to Skopje, Macedonia, and it's just a place of intense ministry. He offers a lot of leadership, and he walks in a tremendous place of spiritual authority. So you guys just begin to pray right now. Just start praying out over him. Lord, we lift up our brother and his family to you in Jesus' name. We pray for his family, God, for his his uh, sons and daughter and, and for his daughters and his family, his wife, Lord. We pray that your very best plan and dream for them come true in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray you keep and cover his kids, that they always know you and walk in revelation of who you are and who they are in you, God, that there's no place where the enemy can come in and, and succeed in telling any lie to them, Lord. But as a body... Uh, today, God, is in the kingdom of heaven. Lord, we stand in a place of agreement with Sasha and what's in his heart for them and for his wife. And we, again, God, we say and pray and speak prophetically, God, that what you want to do in them, Lord, that that's what happens. We just speak that as if it's, it's already true, God, that every plan and dream you've made for them will. will come true in Jesus' name. And we pray that you bless our brother with every financial provision, uh, Lord, with great rest in his, his walk and in his work uh, in Skopje, God, and that there's the favor of the Lord rests on him. Lord, as he brings the body of Christ together in unity across his city, Lord, we know his heart for that, for the city church. God, that uh, even for him so much as praying for the government and for the president, God, you've given them great faith and great favor, and we pray that they walk in both in Jesus' name. God, uh, Lord, that you give them a harvest, Lord, that even this word that we've seen him live out consistently, God, that this is a guy who has a huge heart to love you and to love others. And Lord, that today we stand as those that are grateful, that are thankful that you caused him, Lord, to see us as his neighbors, Lord, because he's loved us really good. And again, God, just faith and favor continue to flow in and through him and just great grace for everything you've given him to do. Harvest in Macedonia. Harvest of the Lord in Macedonia. Great place of revival and awakening in Macedonia. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Lord. And I would say this, God, expand his territory. Give him even greater influence because, Lord, we know that he's a man that will walk in integrity with it. So, Lord, yeah, this one, Lord, this one. And cause our partnership. God, sort it out. We know there's a lot of complications, but sort it out, God, so that we can continue to walk together as brothers and as family. In the mighty and ridiculously powerful, authoritative name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hope you guys have a super-duper extra great week. And be back next Sunday. No Wednesday this week. So hang out with your family and be close to one another. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you at, ai don't know, a checkout line or a convenience store near you. In Jesus' name, amen.